Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Have you ever had God command you to do something that that given your particular circumstance, given your particular providential moment that you were living in, this commandment from the scripture to do blank required you to do about 29 other things as well? Right? It wasn't just, okay, my faith is being tested. God has commanded me to do something that's hard. and, And all I have to do, right, like kind of like the Avengers is just snap. Right? Just snap. Well, you know, and, and then all of a sudden half the population goes away, you know, and all the liberals are excited. You know, like, snap. No. No, that, that's rarely how obedience works. One commandment begets another, begets another, begets another. Thou shalt not steal begets work. <laughs> There's got to be an alternative of provision. Thou shalt not covet all the commandments. At, at bare minimum, infer faith, trust. In God, commandments beget commandments. And so it was with Abraham. It wasn't just kill your son, but he was called by God to kill him in a particular place, in a particular manner. It required a three days journey. Can you imagine this, this thing that, that nothing in you wants to do, but, but your desire to please and honor the Lord. And, and it's not just that, that, it's like ripping a band-aid off. Right? I mean, think about that. Ripping a Band-Aid off, number one, all you have to do is muster up the courage for a moment. And it's done. Just make the decision, you're done. Number two, ripping the Band-Aid off has a beneficial outcome. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be considering taking it off in the first place. So this is something that's going to benefit me. It's going to literally, tangibly benefit me. And all it requires is courage for a moment. Abraham, to obey the commandment given to him, required courage and diligence and constant inferred obedience for days. And it was not ripping off a band-aid that would have some kind of positive personal benefit for Abraham. When he got done with it all, the result would be the lack of his son. Phenomenal faith. Abraham showed great readiness to do it. As soon as he had the command given him, he traveled three days' journey in order to do it. He took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it on his son, took fire and a knife in his hand, and with the, uh, the one to burn the wood, with the other to slay his son. He built an altar, laid the wood in order on it, and bound his son and laid him on that, and took the knife and stretched forth his hand to slay him, and fully intended to do it. Had he not been prevented, and all this he did by faith, he believed the equity, justice, and wisdom of the divine command. He was fully assured of the truth and faithfulness of God in his promises, however contrary this might seem thereunto. And he was strongly persuaded of the power of accomplishing them in some way or another. In some way or another. Now notice... It's not just that Abraham had his fatherly affection for his son and knew that if he killed his son, he would lose the son that he loved. No, it was deeper than that. 
It was not just that I'll lose an object of my personal, deep love and affection. No, I'm also losing not just love, but I'm losing hope. It is not just that if I kill Isaac, I'll be brought into grief because I've lost the one I love. No, I'll be brought into despair because I've lost the object and source of hope as well. Through Him, through Him, God had said through Isaac that Abraham would receive descendants as many as the sand on the seashore and the stars in the heavens. And Abraham knew this. Now notice the timeline. It's important for us to understand this. Genesis chapter 21 verse 12 says this, God said to Abraham, be not displeased because of the boy, this referring to Ishmael, and because of your slave woman, Hagar, whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you. This is when Sarah said to put away Hagar and Ishmael. Abraham, can, can I really do that? Can I put away my wife? Abraham was married to Sarah, but also to Hagar. Can I put away my son? Isaac was his son, but so was Ishmael. And the Lord came to reassure Abraham and say, do as your wife tells you. As Sarah says, for through Isaac shall your offspring be named. Now, if we were to go further in Genesis chapter 21, the Lord also assures Abraham by saying that he will care for Hagar and Ishmael. You will not be sending them to their death. I will provide for them. I will care for them. So the Lord um, affirms Abraham and shores up his faith to put away Hagar and Ishmael by saying they'll be okay. But also notice the Lord consoles Abraham so that he could send Ishmael away by also confirming precisely who the promise would come. At this point, by, by way of inferring, we should assume Abraham was not exactly sure. He probably was leaning towards, I think it's Isaac, but he may have thought there's a, a chance that the promise could come through Ishmael. But the Lord confirms his word. No, it is through Isaac that the promise will come. It is through Isaac that you will receive as many descendants as the sand of the seashore. And I will care for Hagar and Ishmael. So do as Sarah says and send them away. Now notice, this is when Isaac is a young boy. This is before, this instance in Genesis chapter 21 is before Abraham's faith was tested. So when Abraham is going to the mount to build an altar and to, to put his son upon it and to kill him and to offer him up to the Lord, this is with the knowledge, not without, but with the prior knowledge that Isaac is the venue, the avenue, the source of God's promise. God promised Abraham that he would lead him into a land he did not know and that he would give him a great many descendants and that it was going to happen through Isaac. And so when God commands Abraham after all that, after making these promises and confirming these promises and clearly specifying that the promise would in fact come through Isaac, it's after all that that, that God is calling Abraham to kill Isaac. And so what Abraham is being called to do is not only lose an object of his love, but lose the source of his hope. Not just being thrust into grief, but also despair. And it doesn't just come with a snap of a finger. 
in, in a moment just willing yourself up to make the right moral choice in obedience to God, it's been done. No, it, it's, it's a commandment that, that by way of implication requires obedience again and again and again for days. It requires even physical diligence to, to make the journey to climb the mountain, to build the altar, and all of this. Not only does Abraham reluctantly do, but he shows great readiness to do it. Abraham, rightly called the father of faith. All right, all right, all right. Stop twisting my arm. I know you want to hear the inside scoop. Here it is, the glorious vision of Right Response Ministries for the first half of next year, 2023. We have not one, not two, but three massive endeavors that we will accomplish by the grace of of God. The first you already know about. It's our Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference, May 5th, 6th, and 7th, with James White, Joe Boot, Gary DeMar, Dale Partridge, and yours truly, Pastor Joel Webbin. This is selling out incredibly fast. By the time this commercial airs, you may not even be able to get a ticket. I, I, I really don't know. So don't waste another moment. Go to rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com to join us for the Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference next year. Now, this is where you come in. We need your help. Our next two endeavors are number one, a documentary style film, and number two, a brand new studio. Both of these things are seeking to accomplish one primary goal, which is excellent high-quality, glorious Christian media. We are tired of, of, as Christians, doing things poorly. We've done our best with what we have, but by God's grace, we want to do even better. This is not going to be just another video. This is not going to be a sermon or an interview or a podcast, but we're going to make a documentary-style film, and we're going to be hiring Nathan Anderson, the director of On Earth As It Is In Heaven, a very, very successful post-millennialism documentary that's on Amazon and YouTube, came out a couple years ago. He's going to be flying in from Chile to help us direct this film. And our documentary is going to be on postmillennialism and theonomy, why it's biblically valid, why it's absolutely necessary, and why, by the grace of God, theonomy and postmillennialism are currently on the rise. So we're going to make this film, and we need your support. And not just this film, but we're going to make all of our videos and podcasting and everything we do here at Right Response Ministries better. We want to achieve the highest level of quality and Christian excellence that we possibly can. That's where the new studio comes in. This new film, our, our date that we're shooting for is that it would be complete and publicly available in May or June of 2023, next year. The studio, our goal is that it would be completely done in its construction and the equipment and the setup and the stage and everything by January, February of 2023 next year. We need your prayers. We need your encouragement. And for those of you who are willing to do so, we need your generous support. You can give towards these endeavors by going to rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Again, that's rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Thank you so much for all your help. God bless.